Welcome to A&E. It's anything and everything that Aaron and Aaron spelled with an A and spelled with an E. I'm Aaron with an A. I'm Aaron with an E. Yeah, and uh, we have each brought a topic that we're going to talk about, and then we're going to play this silly little game uh, worth up to 10 points to the other player. Uh, whichever one of us uh, has the most points at the end of the show wins the episode and Woo! goes on to the Tournament of Champions. I don't know. I'm just what a shit sad up. tournament of two people. <laughs> it's literally just the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and our names are in multiple places along brackets and just looks ridiculous. Yeah. Um, hi, how are you? Long time no see. I missed you. Hi, I missed you too. Um, I'm good. I'm, I'm not uh, dying. I don't yes, know. Good, good. Uh, you're, you're not allowed to do that anymore. Yeah, no one really knows what's wrong with me, but I feel better. So we're just going to play it by ear, basically, with my, my healthcare professionals. So, um, yeah. No, no. I did all kinds of disgusting tests over a few Ooh. weeks, and uh, and I, uh, I'm done. Oh, and I shit my pants. I, full disclosure. Uh, listen, I am over 40 years of age, so... Uh, you shit I, your pants, too? I did quite recently. Quite yeah, recently, well, yes. We have that in common. <laughs> uh, nobody ever tells you when you're in your 20s, hey, when you're in your 40s, you just start shitting your pants a lot more often. Like, well, thanks. <laughs> I was... I felt so betrayed by it. I mean, I know, I know people that did it in their 20s because they were so drunk, but, like... Mm-hmm. Totally stone cold sober. I was just like, oh, I pooped myself. Great. <laughs> terrific. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I'm terrific. How are you doing? Uh, I'm fine. Uh, I, I wound up waking up one morning and finding out, oh, so I did that, did I? Okay. Well, crap, literally. Um, so, yeah, that, that's my fun story. I'm not going to go into any further detail than that. But before we get too much into the, uh, hey, how's it going? How are you doing? I hear we have some, uh, do we have emails or voicemails? What do we got? We have both. Ooh. We're basically famous now, just so you oh know. Oh, my God. Uh, yes, thank you. It's about time. Three three separate people have contacted us, so I'm very what? excited about this. I know, yeah. I don't even have that many friends. Wow. 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 Well, I know you have some friends, so I guess that means I'm not your friend. Merry Christmas to me. All right. First of all, I want a corrections How corner. dare you. Uh, go ahead. Wait. I do want to, I'm going to get into our email first because it's okay. just a little quickie one, but I want to say corrections corner. Last week when I released episode 11, it was actually episode 10. So this week, this episode is called episode 11 again because this is actually episode 11 and okay. i have to fix it so i'm sorry okay. to all the listeners this is probably quite confusing okay moving cool. right along all right fair so, enough so we're in episode 11 yes so Who our email came in from our listener raul oh excellent. and raul said he finally listened to the show less than 24 hours after it dropped so he was able to finally responded and sent us an email. So he said, good topics. I watched all the Buffy episodes when they first aired. I used yeah. to buy non-sports trading cards. And I had a Ted, John Ritter, RIP. The quiz for Buffy was hard. Oh, and Aaron, don't give Aaron hints. Apparently I've been giving you hints uh, oh. when we play the games. Because I, I want to lose. I, I remember you did that like the first episode because you thought they were too hard. But I did not realize you had been doing it since. If so, yes, stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there are no hints this week, and I my game is darn near impossible. I had someone else try to play it. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I'm looking forward to that. So, well, it's just it's just it, unless you're an expert on my topic. And had a time machine, perhaps you won't be able to answer the questions. 
Perfect. Um, okay. So that was, thank you for writing in Raul. We yeah, love hearing thanks, from you. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> uh, I'm totally pleased to hear there's another Buffy fan out there who's listening to our stuff. Uh, um, I, I, I feel like I, 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 um, I, I don't want to use the term I'm, I'm about to use, so I'm just not going to. Uh, I feel like I, 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 I did that too early. Like I, I, I should have, I should have put more time, more thought into it, crafted a more, I don't know, insightful presentation on Buffy or something. I don't know. I was just so excited. I was like, I want to talk about it. I love Buffy. Ah. So um, I, just I thought it. it was delightful. Except for your quiz. Yeah. Fuck your quiz. Hard ass <laughs> shit. Um, no, so, well, and I also want to say, so Raul, this is the first show I've recorded since I received a gift uh, late last night when I got home. I checked my parcel locker at my apartment. And for the other podcast, I was whining because Bridget has a P.O. box. And I, I don't yet because I'm busy and... Anyway, so our listener, Raul, he sent me a gift um, because I, I said, you know, Bridget got a sex toy and um, <laughs> actually she's gotten two sex toys and an, an assortment of other things. And so I was like, As I, gifts? because people listen to our show and send us shit. But when I say us, I mean Bridget. And so I was like <laughs> bemoaning that on the show. And so Raul went right out, found this very cute Harley Quinn um, from the Suicide Squad in the red dress, and he—it's an Amazon exclusive, and he sent it to my house, and I was like, "What a sweetheart!" That's also, awesome, yeah. Although for a half second, I thought you were going to say he sent you a sex toy. I'm like, no. oh, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. <laughs> no, but another listener, Kristen Farley, she is actually sending me a free sex toy because um, she works for one of those companies. Rock on! Rock so. On. Yeah. All right, then. Get a podcast. You won't make money, but your really but awesome getting, fans you might give you sex toys and right. fun co pops. When's it going to be my turn? That's all I'm saying. When's it going to be my turn? <laughs> <laughs> I want a sex toy. Okay. All right. Oh so then. God. Oh, my goodness. So we have some voicemails, too. Uh, this first one is from, uh, as we know him, Tallyman Todd. Yeah. From by Coastal. So let's uh, let's hear what he has to say. I just said it this way. Enjoyed last episode with uh, the knocker-uppers and Buffy. And I think I need a knocker-upper because I have like 20 alarms in the morning to wake my ass up. And maybe if I had one of those people to get me up in the morning, my wife wouldn't be so pissed off at me <laughs> from all the alarms fucking going off. So anyways, <laughs> anyways, anyways, I'll say it like four times. Uh, love you both. Keep up the great work. Can't wait till next episode. Tally Man Todd out. See ya. Ah, Tally Man Todd, thank you. You know, I'm trendy. The uh, Knocker Uppers topic was on this, like, list of historical things that my mom and dad saw in some, like, Facebook feed one day. And they were <laughs> like, hey, didn't you tell us you were doing something about that? And I yeah. was like, yeah, that was, that was my topic last week. So anyway, so I'm I'm trending on social media. Not really. Yeah. I, I mean, why else would knocker uppers have entered the public consciousness if not through us? I mean, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Since we're famous now. Since I count my mom and dad and my dog amongst my best <laughs> friends, I'm clearly a social influencer. <laughs> All right, we have one more voicemail, uh, and um, this one is from another good friend of the show. I'm very excited about this one. This is from Colin. Yay! Hi, guys. It's Colin here. I thought I'd leave the discussion note for Erin. With her love of musical theatre, I thought... If you could pick a story or a current film or somebody's biography to turn into a musical, what would you choose? My thoughts that automatically go to my head would be Stephen King's Misery. You could just have so much fun with that. Okay, folks. Bye. Hmm. 
You know what? Like, and maybe it's already too far over the top, but what comes to my mind is um, Nicolas Cage in the, the, the movies got coming out, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Like, if that were actually, like, if, if that were a musical, I think I, I would not be surprised. I, I genuinely probably really enjoy that as well. Uh, if it were a musical on top of the ridiculous action movie it looks like it's going to be. There, there are already a lot of musicals that exist that I've seen that I'm... Well, like, I love Assassins. I think Sondheim's uh, Assassins is a brilliant piece of work, mingling all of the famous assassins over time into one story, somehow knowing each other in a magical clubhouse. However, um, that's not an insane concept. I mean, someone probably thought it was at the time. Or, like, I've seen Jerry Springer, the opera, in England, and um, that that's as shockingly odd as it sounds. So I've already seen a lot of weird fucking shit, but some some I reposted something the other day on Facebook about like if you could recast a movie, you pick one character to stay human and the regular actor, and then you replace the rest, the rest with Muppets. Muppets. Yeah. And I chose the Saw films because how funny would that be? <laughs> so what if there was a saw musical you'd have some crazy like splash zone shit in the front with like red water you could have muppets in it and if the muppets didn't want to be a part of that franchise you could do it like avenue q where you had like puppets so like all the deaths were just so fucking ridiculous like they were like oh oh my arm oh and it would just be so good, but done like totally uh, like straight, like so serious. The other like the non Muppet characters would be just so like intense. I don't know. Uh, I, that would tickle me. I would like uh, it. Like my Elmo. Answer to that to that uh, viral thing was uh, Clue, but have Wadsworth stay human and yeah. Tim Curry because I mean, come on, <laughs> it's just kind of a natural fit. That movie's like bizarre high energy. Uh, yeah. And, and throw those puppets in. Uh, it'd be delightful. I just, I I thought watching a Muppet die or be tortured would just be so ridiculous. <laughs> because they wouldn't, in my, I guess, also, too, you could even have some that were just like, what are you doing? Don't, don't cut that. Like, I need my arm. I don't know. Or like you'd see the stick or the operate. I don't know. I just thought yeah. that'd be fun. But no, yeah. Clue was my first thought. And when I reposted the thing the other day, my friend immediately said Clue, but I was trying to go for like the ridiculous comedy of it all. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I just think a horror franchise musical would be ridiculous. Even without the puppets. It's, it's a weird thing. I've seen, mm-hmm. like I saw Dracula and I was like, you're floating around the stage, but not in a cool elfable way. Just like you're clearly on a platform, and it's weird. I think if it hasn't already been done, and part of me thinks I may have heard of something like this, I think Clue the Musical would well, be pretty good. Yeah, that could, that could be really good. I'm into it. All right. Well, the real answer here is Clue. Everything for us, <laughs> the answer is now Clue. It's always Clue. <laughs> I love that you love Clue. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies, genuinely. I, I love I loved it so much. I, I could watch it more frequently than I could watch Robert, Roger Rabbit. I, it's easily in my like top five or ten films of all time. Yeah, it's uh, it, I, I found it when I was a kid, and I, I, I loved it for um, just its, its manic energy, and especially like the last 20 minutes of the film are my absolute favorite. And watching Man. it is just laying everything out, and it just gets both simultaneously the most absurd it has ever been at any point in the movie and also the most serious it's, it's ever been. So it's like, it, it, to me, it's like one of the most perfect climaxes to any comedy. God, and he works hard oh, in yeah. that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And the fact that there's three endings is phenomenal to me, and I love that. And that's perfect. I, I agree. I think it's pretty perfect. Also, this seems like a perfect time for a break, maybe. I was just about to suggest the very thing, you psychic maniac. Let's uh, let's get to the chat. Um, all right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. Right. 
after this. Hey, Bridget. Hey, Erin. You know what time it is. No, what time is it? It's Bicoastal Biatches time. Finally, we so need to catch up. Join the Bitch Brigade and listen to Bicoastal Biatches. Where can they find us? iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hello, welcome back. Um, it's uh, it's time for our topics, and uh, we're starting with mine, because this is an odd number of episodes, so I'll go first. Uh, and it seems appropriate that I should go first, because my topic's about something uh, that usually goes with the start of your day. How many mornings have you spent enjoying a nice cup of coffee? Even though I only started drinking coffee regularly around the time that COVID started, it still feels like that's an uncomfortable number for me. Coffee is probably the second most popular beverage in the world after tea, which is astonishing to me because without adding in sugar and flavoring, each of them tastes like rotten ass. But the more... The more I learn about coffee, the more surreal and wonderful it becomes. For example, did you know that technically coffee is a fruit? Uh, It's true. Coffee is prepared from roasted coffee beans, which are actually seeds from berries in the coffea genus. Uh, I don't know if it's coffea or coffea. It's C-O-F-F-E-A. The seeds or beans are then roasted and then ground into fine particles and then steeped in hot water before the particles are filtered out, and voila, coffee juice. The process has been around since at least the 15th century and still endures today. We seem to owe a debt of gratitude to the Middle East for its existence. The earliest credible evidence of people preparing and drinking coffee is in Yemen as Sufi circles would drink it to stay awake for their religious rituals. There are two types of coffee bean that dominate coffee sales. The most popular one is Arabica. Any idea what the second one might be? Is it, well, no, I don't know. I was going to say the, like the espresso bean but that's just a blend so no i don't this this isn't part of the game i was just curious um because i'd never heard of it before it's called robusta Mm. and it's it's native to western and central africa arabica beans are generally preferred as they have more flavor than robusta and take less time to cultivate but robusta has its positives as well it has more body than arabica and most strains have 40 to 50% more caffeine. Robusta beans are often used in Italian espresso blends for their full-bodied taste and better foam head. <clears throat> Decaffeinated coffee is created by removing the caffeine from the beans before they're even roasted. In other words, while the bean is still green. And instant coffee is made by grinding up the devil's feces and convincing people to submerge it in hot water and drink it. Okay, okay, it's supposedly just freeze-dried and powdered coffee, but I still insist it's an abomination. There are several ways to prepare coffee, the most common being the automatic coffee maker that heats up water, pours it through a container with coffee grounds, with a filter allowing the coffee to pass through, without any of the grounds getting into the pot or the cup. Turkish coffee is made by grinding the beans into a fine powder and adding it to water and boiling it for an instant. This results in a very strong coffee with a layer of foam, but it does leave sediment at the bottom. A percolator repeatedly forces boiling water through coffee grounds with steam pressure. And finally, possibly my favorite, A French press brews coffee in a cylinder for several minutes before you push down the filter to hold the grounds at the bottom and can then pour the coffee from the cylinder. And as the grounds spend more time immersed in the water, this results in a stronger beverage 
as more of the oils are absorbed into it. Despite its popularity, coffee has been banned many times for many reasons, uh, originally due to its religious origins. In fact, in the 16th century, coffee was put on trial in Mecca for being heretical. In 17th century Europe, coffee was associated with rebellious political attitudes, and King Charles II banned coffee houses as a result. King Frederick the Great banned coffee in Prussia in 1777 due to the high cost of importing it. He hoped people would turn to the much less expensive option, beer. And to this day, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints prohibits coffee as it's considered physically and spiritually unhealthy, which is one of many reasons I am not a Mormon. Regardless of any of this, <clears throat> my personal history with coffee is weird, because as I said, I only just started drinking coffee regularly a couple of years ago, around the time I turned 40. Before that, I pretty much only drank it at family occasions, like Christmas. But <laughs> now, now I'm a two to three cup a day guy, depending on how good or bad the day is going, and whether I got enough sleep the night before. So I thought I would show my appreciation for what is technically the world's greatest food juice. Now for my game. So I have three little mini-games lined up, all about coffee trivia, and if you nail them all, you'll get ten points. Ready? Yeah, but I just want to... I, I, just some follow-ups to your topic. Sure. Um, first of all, I just want to say, oh yes, that time old family favorite at Christmas, coffee. <laughs> um, and then I want to say, shamefully, if I do poorly at this, I was a coffee master at Starbucks for a while. So when you said <laughs> the robusta uh, or robusto, I was like, oh yeah, that's in like some of the like Sumatra and they're darker. Immediately, I felt dumb. So I'll feel more dumb if I fail this game. So let's let's get at it. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I did try to make it easier than some of my others, oh. um, but we'll see how that goes. Great. Your co-host is a little bit slow, I guess. <laughs> you have to dumb and, down your game. Oh, and the Christmas thing, by the way, is, is not like it was a family ritual. It's just, it's just like every time we got together, they would offer, does anybody want coffee? And I, I pretty much usually always ignored it until I don't remember. I think it was sometime when I was in college, I was sort of going, yeah, I'll have a cup. You know, I, that was it. I was just busting your balls a little I bit. Know. I just wanted to explain in case anyone else out there was like, what kind of weirdo? I mean, I am a weirdo, but for much different reasons than that. Uh, all right. So shall we get on to your game? Yes, please. Okay. So the first game is uh, which of the following ailments does coffee lessen your risk of getting? I'll go one by one. Just tell me if coffee is good or bad for the ailment I mentioned. You get one point for each, up to a total of six points. Ready? Okay. All right, let's start with Parkinson's disease. Is coffee good for Parkinson's disease? Bad. It's good for Parkinson's <gasps> disease. I thought because it was a stimulant, it would make yeah. them more like... All right, okay. Well, uh, once you have it, it may be a different story, but long-term coffee consumption lowers your risk of getting Parkinson's. Okay. All right, now let's try this one. Anxiety. Oh, bad. You're absolutely right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really bad. And more than 300 milligrams of caffeine can cause or even worsen anxiety. Uh, let's try this one. Gastrointestinal reflux. Bad. It dehydrates you. That is correct. Coffee is acidic and can cause or worsen reflux. Uh... Heart disease when drunk in moderation. Good. That's right. Three to five cups of coffee a day lowers your risk of heart disease, but more than five cups can increase your risk of heart disease. So keep it right in that middle zone. <clears throat> All right, here's uh, ailment number five. Type 2 diabetes. I want to say bad because all the sugar you pour into it, but... I'm going to say good. You're right. 
Uh, every cup drunk daily lowers your risk of type 2 diabetes by 6 to 9%. Huh. <clears throat> and finally, liver disease. Oof, this one's tough. Because your liver filters out shit. Well, uh, I will... Um, no, no, don't help me too much. Well, uh, to be fair, this specifically... I, I put liver disease, but this specifically refers to cirrhosis of the liver. If that makes any difference. Fuck it. Let's say it's good for it. It is good for it. Uh, coffee consumption has been shown to protect your liver from cirrhosis. So well done. Out of the six, you got five. <clears throat> Definitely a coffee master. Uh, all right. So there's two little mini games left. This next one isn't so much a mini game as it is just kind of a straight up uh, estimate question. Okay. How many cups of coffee would you have to drink to die from caffeine poisoning? If you can give me a number that's within 20, up or down, I'll give you two points. 28. It's 113. What the fuck? Yeah. That's so much coffee. You would have to drink 113 cups of coffee to die from caffeine poisoning. But technically, you die of water poisoning first. Oh my god. Alright. And the final minigame is uh, I want you to name any three of the top ten coffee-consuming countries in the world. This is from the International Coffee Organization in 2016, and it's per capita, meaning how many kilograms or pounds of coffee are consumed per person. It's worth two points if you pull it off, but if you give me three wrong answers, you get nothing. I'm not even phased by this. I'm ready when you are. I I will give you a hint if you ask for it. No hint. Uh, But uh, go ahead. Give me your first. All right, let's go Italy. Italy is not on the list. That is one wrong answer. What the fuck? I'll say again. I'll give you a hint if you ask for it. Fine, give me a hint. Think cold places. Um, America. The United States is another wrong answer. Okay, dope. The United right. States, okay, okay, the United States right. consumes 4.4 kilograms of coffee per person. The lowest on this list is 6.5 kilograms of coffee Okay, per so cold. All right, so let's go with, like, um... Well, Iceland's green and Greenland's cold, so let's go Greenland. Nope, Finland, Sweden. Yeah, um, it's cool. I'll take my zero. If you had skipped Greenland, you would have just nailed it because Finland, Iceland, and Sweden are all on the list. Uh, but Greenland is not. Um, that's cool. Finland is number one at 12 kilograms of coffee per person. Per person, uh, Norway is second with 9.9 kilograms. Iceland is third with 9 kilograms. Keep in mind, Iceland, 9 kilograms. This is the equivalent of 20 pounds of coffee beans per person. Um, Denmark is the number four with 8.7. The Netherlands is fifth with 8.4. Sweden is sixth with 8.2. Switzerland is seventh with 7.9 kilograms. Then Belgium in eighth place at 6.8, Luxembourg at ninth place with 6.9, and finally number 10, the land of Tim Hortons himself, Canada, 6.5 kilograms of coffee per person. Canadians have two full kilograms of coffee more per person than Americans do. That's five pounds. Canadians do not mess around with their coffee on the plate. And that's per um, month, week, year? That's per year. Well, even per the 20 pounds. I mean, I used to get a pound a week for free at Starbucks as a barista. So I was drinking more than... I mm. I was contributing to America's low score with my high beverage con- consumption. Yeah. And truthfully, and I, I and have I, like eight cups a day, maybe. No, like I make a pot and I just drink on it until I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> I I was contributing to America's low end because I consumed none for years. 
Um, but that's it. That's the end of it. Um, and after all that, you got five points. Not bad. You you literally ripped through the uh, the diseases like that's almost cool. perfectly. Almost perfectly, you ripped through those. Um, I uh, <clears throat> other than dumb luck, I'm reasonably certain that I I I'm good with my five points. So. Yeah, no, it went really well. Uh, So in any event, that was my topic, coffee. Um, So when we come back, Erin's going to present her topic. And did you want to give a hint before we go to the break? Well, what's interesting is that uh, this topic often accompanies coffee. Ooh. Now I'm curious, but we'll find out what she's talking about right after this. I'm Pantsless Aaron. This is Stevie. And I'm Augie. And we are Because Fuck You, That's Why, the podcast that's all about playing games and having fun. Our games are mostly based on British panel shows or British game shows, but we'll play just about anything that catches our attention and imagination. Our show is all about laughs, so please come by and have a great time. Why? Because Because Fuck You, That's Why. Welcome back. It's time for part three of A&E. Uh-huh. And uh, presenting her topic this week, it's Erin. Erin, what do you got for us? Well, I, first I want to say I stumbled into this, which I usually stumble into my topics. You know that I'm, I'll be looking for something else and then I'm like, holy shit, fuck, look at this. <laughs> and so I came across a picture of Walt Disney sitting at a table uh, in a business. They were eating, but it was very like down to business. Like everyone looked really serious. And it was from when the park first opened and it said uh, Walt Disney in a meeting at Aunt Jemima Pancake House circa 1955. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Aunt Jemima Pancake House, the syrup. Like the SERP. And so then I remembered that Walt had to take a lot of, mm, I guess, like advertising or like uh, sponsorships from people to get the park up and running because it was so costly. And yeah. so I did a little deep dive into the early years of Disneyland food. Hmm. So okay. here we go. Let's get into it. All right. So when Disneyland Park first opened in 1955, the food offerings ranged from the hot dogs, which are still there today at the Little Red Wagon. They have hot dogs and corn dogs. Um, And at the time it was called... uh, Actually, it doesn't... I'm sorry. I lied. I'll just fix this in post. Okay. So let's get down to it. There were sit-down meals, fancy sit-down meals, places like Swift's Red Wagon, which was basically what's Plaza in today. And you could sit down and have like a fancier meal with your family. Then they also had Chicken of the Sea pirate ships. Now, this was in Fantasyland. And when they redid Fantasyland in the eight, 1981 or two, they took the ship out because Chicken of the Sea had long departed from the park but there was this really cool pirate ship where like dumbo and the the that area are in the park and it was chicken and sea so you could get like a tuna sandwich and another like walk up quicker meal situations then of course i mentioned that there was aunt jemima's pancake house traditional pancake house fair there was the yacht club in Tomorrowland, which I'm like, I don't, it doesn't feel Tomorrowlandy to me. But anyway, so there was Yacht Club. Yacht Club, I'm guessing, was in reference to the fact that they used to have those boats that were in between Tomorrowland and Fantasyland in that little canal that's now just dirty water. Then they also had Casa de Fritos, where on the menu it literally said, free Fritos with every meal. And then also, spoiler alert, Fritos were a main ingredient in everything they made. It was like Frito pie, Frito taco something, Frito this. But then you also got free Fritos. So if you didn't like that salty magic of a Frito in your mouth, not the restaurant for you. 
Uh, that restaurant is now today Rancho del Zocalo, which is still a Mexican themed restaurant, but somehow less racist than the ads I found of the white person dressed like a, a cowboy in a West. Like I, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So then continuing on in 1957, the park had now been open for about two years and they added other things. So Carnation Ice Cream Parlor, which used to be called the Gibson Girl, was added. Mm-hmm. And you could get all kinds of delicious flavors of ice cream there. Like they had peach and things that we don't think of anymore. But may, oh, for a while, ice cream went sort of mainstream there. But they had all kinds of delicious, like different alternative flavors that would be at like a hipster place out here in Portland, honestly. And they also had Coke Corner, which famously, for those of you who have never been to Disneyland or have, or go back soon, if you go to Coke Corner, there is a light bulb that's half red and half white, because Walt was fanatic about everything having balance and symmetry. And so when they designed the light outlet around the door at the Coke Corner location in Disneyland, there was an odd number of lights. And Walt said, I, this has to be exactly the same number of red as white. It has to be balanced. And so they created a light bulb that is half red and half white so that it kept its perfect symmetry. So look for that if you're ever at Coke Corner. I will move right along. There's a lot of food to go over here. So then they also had the Maxwell Coffee House Shop, the Puffin Bake Shop, the Red Wagon Inn, which was said to have been Walt's favorite eatery, which then became the plaza in later on the a lot of these spaces repurposed over time um then there was a space bar the space bar is now i believe what was called or now is tomorrowland terrace but it was called space bar at the time and it was the same kind of quick walk-up food it was sort of almost like an automat it was like a you just pulled ready-made shit kind of place not actual shit but just like for those of you who don't know what an automat is, yeah. I just want to be clear, they weren't eating poop. <laughs> um, so those are some of the, the earlier restaurants that were there. Um, I just want to get into the juice stand. Welch's Juice was there. So there was just literally like a fresh grapes, grape juice stand. And that was, this pre all this predates the... Uh, invention of the Dole Whip and the Dole Pineapple Juice. So imagine the difference of your day at Disney when you, instead of consuming a delicious pineapple juice or a Dole Whip float with pineapple juice, you were walking around with your very sweet grape juice. Followed up by your tuna sandwich at... Ooh, yum. Yeah, Grape yeah. juice and a tuna sandwich. <laughs> so in 1957, Frontierland also welcomed a restaurant called the Chicken Plantation Restaurant. Again, some there's some old-timey racist connotations to that. Uh, the fried chicken dinner was $1.70. And it was enjoyed in a it was enjoyed on a patio of a plantation style home along the rivers of America. That's now the um what's that called? I can't think of what that one's called. The it's out there right on the waters. There's like a big sprawling white uh building that I always thought this looks sort of like an old southern home, but I never knew it's because it was supposed to be a plantation. <laughs> Uh, so, but if you're not in the mood for chicken, then you could have headed just over a few doors down to the Golden Horseshoe for dinner and a show. Mm. And that was where they had that, the famous, uh, I'm having a stroke, clearly. <laughs> That's where they had the famous Golden Horseshoe review. And a lot of celebrities uh, in the, like, vaudeville type world were involved with that show over the years. And then I feel like there were some other like actual real world celebrities as well that like people would know their names. Um, anyway, so that was all there available for you in Frontierland. You also had a New Orleans place where you could go and get barbecue. There was a place called Oaks Tavern, which was a malt shop and orange juice refreshment stand. Again, nothing like a cup of orange juice on a hot day. 
I think <laughs> refreshing. I think orange juice. And then, of course, I mentioned Aunt Jemima's. And last but not least was the Cantina, which was an adventure land where you could get some light refreshments. And all of these things were a bargain. So I have um, some pricing examples, which will be your only hint towards where we're going next. Uh-oh. Yeah. So Disneyland data. So in 1957, this is this is your price data. In 1955 and through 1957-ish, the park was a very affordable place. A trip to Disneyland for an average person would cost you $2.29. That was a mission to the park, rides, amusements, souvenirs, and parking. Today, $2.29 won't buy you a churro. <laughs> so that is... You can't even get a coffee for that anymore. <laughs> yeah, you, I don't think you can buy anything for $2 in Disneyland. I just don't think that exists. And that's fine. I'll pay your prices, because I love your shit. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's not... It's, it's not that economical. So... We're going to play Guess That Price. So I'm going to read you some menu items, and I'm going to help you. I'm not I'm not going to help you with clues, but I made this multiple choice because the first set of people that I asked to play this game were terrible at it. <sighs> and then I tried another set of people, and I added multiple choice, and they were less awful. Okay. But still awful. So let's, let's get into okay. it, shall we? All right, I'm so we're gonna to we're gonna start with our little visitors. We're gonna start with one of the children's menus from the park opening. Okay. And I'm gonna highlight on the children's menu five items out of eight. Okay. And multiple choice. Here we go. Let's get into it. So the first option is for a broiled lamb chop with mint jelly. Potatoes, vegetables, a dinner roll, and your choice of milk or chocolate milk. And here are your price options. Was it A, a dollar? B, a dollar sixty? C, ninety-five cents? Or D, two dollars? Considering what I know, I feel like I'm going to go 95 cents. Oof. I'm sorry. It was a dollar sixty. Dollar sixty, Which uh, seems so expensive, right? And why... I mean, that's outrageous. Why is a kid chowing <laughs> down on mint jelly and lamb also? What kind Ooh. of... It's, I was like... I get that that's like an adult thing that you choose yeah. to eat as an adult, but what kid's like, Ma... Can I please have the lamb with mint jelly? <laughs> Moving right along. Next weird food for kids. Is a ground round steak patty. Now this steak patty, you don't get the the rest of the stuff. I believe it just came with the, the vegetables. Um, it doesn't specify the chocolate milk or the dinner roll or the potatoes. So this is just a Literally hamburger patty that was broiled on a plate next to some vegetables. And your price choices are <laughs> 95 cents, 75 cents, a dollar, a dollar ten. Okay, uh, adjusting my expectations a little bit, I'm going to say this was 95 cents. I'm so sorry. This was a dollar. Damn it. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, That's okay. okay. We're going to we're going to get here. We're, we're going to get you a point somehow. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> All right. The end of this very long <laughs> Okay. So, here we go. Third item. Cup of soup with a melted cheese sandwich. Was it A, 75 cents, 
B, 85 cents. C, don't pick this this time, 95 cents. Or D, a dollar five. She's going for the double bluff. <laughs> I don't have that kind of time in my life. Uh, all right. I'm going to assume you're telling me the truth, uh, and I'll try. I mean, it's got to be less than 75 cents. Yeah. Is it 85? Yeah. Damn it. It was 85. I'm so sorry. I feel like... Okay. I'm just dancing all around it. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Okay, next up, spaghetti with meat sauce, a tossed mm -hmm. salad, and a dinner roll. Mm. No milk, no chocolate milk. Just the okay. food. Okay. Okay. Your options here are 65 cents, mm -hmm. 95 cents, 85 cents, or... Hold on, I can't remember writing. 70 cents. Oh. I couldn't help but notice you didn't say don't pick this this time. <laughs> and I don't know if I should be... You know what? Screw it. That's what my gut is screaming at me. I'm going to go with it. And I'm saying 95 cents. You're wrong. Again. <laughs> it was 85 cents. So I'll tell you what. I'm in because you have one more on the kids menu, and then we get to the adult food. So I'm going to tell you, there's nothing on the kids menu for 95 cents. <laughs> I'm going to simplify that for you, so you don't fuck up this next question. <laughs> All right, so I'm more than happy to fuck it up. Bring it up. This next one is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with oh, a cup of applesauce. Oh, finally, a reasonable choice. Okay. I mean, I, I would have gone for the spaghetti and meat sauce one, though. But. Okay, so your choices are 50, 60, 70, for 95 cents. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say this was 60 cents. Sweet Jesus, you got one right. Yay! <laughs> yeah, 60 cents, which is oddly probably what it costs to make one at home now. Well, no, it's probably more inflation. I'd say it's about that, actually. Two slices of bread, yeah. that is like $3. It's close to that, probably. Just a bit of peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, I'd say it's around 60 cents to make one at home nowadays. Right. Maybe you could have gone to Disneyland and just bought one for the same price. Yep. Back in what year was this? Uh, these menus were used between 55 and 57. Oh, it's not even that long ago. No. All right. <clears throat> so now we get into the, let's get into the adult food. Yeah. Um, here we go. All right. This will feature desserts and food, just so you know. All right. Okay, so the first thing, and I'll, there'll be one question per land plus Main Street, because this restaurant, this is from Carnation and Disney, and so this is themed per area based on what they had for food. Okay. So the first item is the Log Cabin Sunday. This tasty caramel sundae topped with... A miniature log cabin of pretzel sticks. So it was a Sunday, and then they built you a log cabin out of pretzel sticks, and they put it on top. Okay, here we go. Was that? <laughs> I was mean, wow! That, right? I want to. I want to see one of those so yeah. bad. Yeah. Anyway, and then the salted caramel with like the pretzel. This oh, so good. Okay. So this delicious thing that we can't get because it's from a long time ago, was it A, 35 cents, B, 40 cents, C, 45 cents, or D, 50 cents? Seeing all that sucks. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking it's got to be less than a million, so I'll pick one of the lower numbers, but they're all pretty lower numbers. Um, I'm going to go with... And I can't believe it costs this little. 
for what they're talking about to actually build a little log cabin on it. But um, I'm going to say 40 cents. <gasps> you got another one right! Yeah! All right, cool. Okay. At least I won't have just the one. Yeah, yep. And it would take a miracle, but I could still win if I get all of the rest of these ones. All right, okay. So this next one is a hot dog. This hot dog is a premium frank with tasty pickle relish. It was served with a choice of uh, sides, chips, or dairy fresh cottage cheese. Those were your two choices. (laughs) I know I like a good cup of cottage cheese when I have a hot dog. I'm like, yeah. Nope. Anyway, here we go. Here are your price options. Your price options are A, 25 cents. B, 30 cents. C, 35 cents. Or D, 95 cents. I'm going to say it's 30 cents. It's 25 cents. That's okay. That's okay. If you get all three of the next questions right, we tie. So congratulations on your win. Yeah. Is what you're saying. (laughs) I mean, maybe. Yeah, that's that's possible. That's that's very possible. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna delve back into the Sundays because the Sundays had better descriptions, but I didn't want people to think the adults at Disneyland only ate the ice cream. But Carnation was such a major contributor to the funding that they had multiple locations and lots of delicious things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this next one, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is from Tomorrowland, and it's called the Martian Sunday. So it was two scoops of vanilla ice cream, hot caramel topping, sprinkled with malted milk powder, sliced peaches, whipped cream, and a cherry on top. So for that large vat of throw up, what did that cost? Was it A, 40 cents, B, 45 cents, C, 50 or D fifty five, and keep in mind this is a larger Sunday than the other one, but far less tasty and so terrifying sounding. I hardly ever put caramel on my peaches or malted oh, milk powder. I, I I don't know how I feel about that combination. I don't feel like it would be a bad throw up, but I don't think it would be great either. Um. I'm going to guess 55. I think there's only options. No. It was an option, but it's not the right option. Like, I almost forgot all of the options when you said that to throw up. Oh, well, let me give you one. Here, let me, hold on. I I already took a shot at it. We're done. We're done. I already took a shot. It was was 45 cents. You paid an extra nickel Ah. for the second scoop of ice cream and the second topping. (laughs) okay so then we have we're going over to main street now i'm skipping adventureland sorry guys oh yeah well deal with it oh no we have two more i'm sorry i'm not skipping adventureland all right cool all right but we're going over to uh going over to main street and we are going to talk about the lover's delight it was strawberry and vanilla ice cream with marshmallow and strawberry topping, chopped almonds, whipped cream, and a cherry on top. Hmm. Was this one A, 35 cents, B, 40 cents, C, 45 cents, or D, 50 cents? I'm going to say 40 cents. Hey, good job. Yes. Yay. All right. You have three points. I'll take it. All right. Here is our last item. Let me jaunt back over here to uh, 
to my this by the way this this is the hardest thing to read i didn't want to write out all these descriptions so i just have the the menus and then i had my my numbers written down mm-hmm. jesus christ this is tiny and old okay here we go oh. amazon special so this is hot fudge over two large scoops of vanilla ice cream bananas chopped almonds whipped cream and of course a cherry on top so for the amazon special was that 45 cents 50 cents 55 cents or 60 cents i'm gonna say that was 50 cents No such luck. It's fifty-five cents. I believe that was because of the that extra nickel again. (laughs) I think it was because that had multiple bananas, multiple scoops. I tried to rationalize these prices. Spoiler alert: there was nothing on this menu over seventy cents. The most expensive things were the salads, which the salads were again. Spoiler alert. One of the salads was cottage cheese. And then uh, pineapples, pears, and peaches. You could choose one of those on top of your cottage cheese. That was what they considered a salad. And that was a 65-cent item. Um, The ham and cheese was a 60-cent item. But, yeah, pretty much everything Carnation sold was was well under a dollar. So, well, I'm sorry. But not sorry, because I won, fucker! What? Congratulations. Five points to what? I, three? I think I got three right like, the whole thing. Three points, yeah. 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 But you, you absolutely crushed the coffee uh, illnesses, Swan, so you deserve it. Well done. Congratulations. Hey, uh, hey, thanks. Also, thanks for uh, talking about weird old Disney food with me. <laughs> no, I enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I've not been to Disneyland. I've only been to Disney World. Um, but I, I obviously went in the 80s, so I would have like almost zero frame of reference. But I, I remember the food being good but expensive. But I think that qualifies for almost you know, any amusement park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was, uh, they don't serve it anymore, but it, in Disney World at the Magic Kingdom, the main park, they have a restaurant called the Liberty Tree Tavern. And when I was there years ago, they had a soup that's gonna, it could sound like throw up to you. I don't know how you feel about blue cheese and mushrooms, but it was a blue cheese mushroom like bisque. It was one of the best soups I've like ever had in my life. And, uh, I tried to make it at home once and because the recipe card they gave us was for like the vat they make for the restaurant. When I tried to cut it down, I didn't do it right. And it was like basically a roux that had a hint of flavor to the soup because I had over, like I didn't do the flour right. It was so bad. I never made it again. And I don't remember where the recipe card is. So yeah. In any event, uh, yeah, I was just going to ask you, uh, what's your favorite thing to eat nowadays when you go? Oh, well, I have a friend that has a friend that occasionally gets us into Club 33. Hmm. So my answer is anything on their menu. Uh, they, they have a steak they've been making since it opened in like 50. It wasn't open in 55. I can't remember if it opened in 60. I think it opened in anyway. It's the steak there and um, and their cheese board. They make their own like honeycomb thing that goes with the cheese. It's mm. wow. Yeah, but like commoners, <sighs> like regular food, not at a bougie place. Um, lobster nachos at the at the Ooh. grill at uh, Paradise Pier. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us. Um, you can uh, send us an email if you'd like to contribute something, or you'd like to. You know, if you have a topic you'd like us to explore, or if you have thoughts on either of the topics we presented today, you can send us an email at Aaron and Aaron Inbox. That's A A R O N A N D E R I N I N B O X at gmail dot com. Um, if you find our anchor page, you can also leave us a voicemail on there. We'll happily play your, your voicemail over 
uh, the podcast, you know, if you're nice and you're not a complete jerk about it. Um, <laughs> uh, we might still play it if you're a complete jerk, just so we can rip you to shreds. Um, but <laughs> that depends on us and how we're feeling that day, I guess. Uh, you can follow me at Hansel's Aaron on the Twitters, and I think I'm on Instagram too, but I never visit it, so don't bother. Um, <laughs> primarily on Twitter. Uh, you can find Aaron at T-O-A-O Turtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's going to be it from us, I think. Unless you yeah. have anything else to say, we're, we're done, right? Yeah, no, I think that's it. All Enjoy. Right. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys next time. Bye! Bye.